The good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit have been doing two episodes a week um, for quite some time now, and it's all thanks to, first of all, Jason, and second of all, our patrons, who allow us to add the space on our server, broadcast more, store more, share more with you listeners. I'm envious of those of you who have unlimited storage and media server capabilities. We we pay for ours here at at the C4FAP. It ain't cheap. We thank you so much for those of you who go to patreon.com slash comicsfunprofit and contribute at any level to say thanks, to say I want to be a part of your Slack channel, conversations. I want to get exclusives. I want to get early access. I want to get ad-free access. I want to get swag. I want to get some free stuff. Whatever your reasoning is, we appreciate it at any level because it does make a difference. So from the bottom of Kyle and I and Jason's heart, thank you for contributing. Aloha. This is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing comic book creator Sage Coffee. They are here to promote their debut graphic novel, Wine Ghost Goes to Hell. Now, by the time you are listening to this interview, this backer kit campaign is live and ends on June 1st. Sage, welcome to the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm excited. <laughs> and listeners, I have to say, um, <laughs> me and Sage are going to have fun with this. We're going to laugh because for almost 15 minutes, we were trying to figure out our audio. We, you know, we oh, yeah. couldn't hear each other. <laughs> the, despite uh, the, the hurdles, I feel like in our silence, like on both ends, trying to figure it out. We we made a connection. We were like, oh, yeah, there's there's solidarity here. Yes. <laughs> but I have to say the funniest thing, even though we're trying to figure out all the audio stuff, um, my my mouse pad died in the middle of this. It happens to the best of us. It yeah. happens to the best of us. <laughs> but so everybody sit in, get comfortable. This is gonna be a fun interview show. Now, I'm gonna go over sage's incredible work history and sage please feel free to correct me at, at any time so, oh yeah i'll just add like a million more things that are and that's perfectly fine <laughs> that's perfectly fine so i'm gonna ask so now you worked um your works have been published in the new yorker the washington post and the nib you have worked on the 2021 glad award nominee video game Bugsnacks? Am I pronouncing yes. that? Okay. Yes, Bugsnacks. Right. And then you did the illustrations on one of Vulture's funniest books of 2022, I Am Not a Wolf. You are a you are a editor of Sweaty Palms Anthology. Now, may I ask if you can, you know, what is, can you go a little bit more detail about what the, this anthology is? Yeah, so Sweaty Palms is an anthology um, edited and published by myself and a college friend of mine, Liz, who's also fantastic. Um, and it was basically born out of the need to express our anxieties through making comics. Mm -hmm. um, and we were like, we can't be the only ones who who do this. Like, there's no way. 
Um, and everybody's experience with anxiety is so different and layered. Mm -hmm. um, so what we ended up doing was inviting a few people and then opening for submissions, going through the submissions and picking out autobiographical stories about living with anxiety. And we put them in a book. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Now I'm going to ask, do you want to add anything else? Um, currently I'm working on an unannounced book mm -hmm. um, with an indie publisher that I'm really, really excited about. More details will, will come out eventually about that mm -hmm. um and then by the time this is out there should be bug snacks on mobile devices so oh, congratulations all Thank right you. now before i start the interview i want to give hannah behedry of superfan promotions a big shout out for asking us comics for fun and profit podcast to interview to do this interview and hannah thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes you know providing me with an advanced copy of Wine Ghost Goes to Hell and from, and to coordinating this interview. Sage, do you want to add anything to this? Oh, absolutely. Hannah and David, both of them are like so incredible. Super fan promotions has just really put their heart into making sure Wine Ghost reaches a large audience. And I'm really, really appreciate, appreciative of their, their hard work. Now, before we begin, where can listeners follow you on social media? Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Sage, S-A-G-E-M, Coffee, C-O-F-F-E-Y, on Twitter at Sage Coffee, spelled the same way. Um, and uh, all of my, or most of my comics are for free on my website, um, SageCoffee.com. And I'm going to let, I'm going to encourage listeners to check out her website. I have a read a um, couple of your short your short story comics or your mini comics, I should say. Yeah. One of them I love was the um I'm sorry, I'm kind of going off the cuff and I should have gave you a heads up on this, but the No, uh, it's totally cool. <laughs> the community the community refrigerator. Yeah. That was a great story. Um so the the community fridge project was really really important to me because I grew up with food insecurity. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's a kind of I don't want to say underground because in some places it's very common um but it's kind of a different method of food distribution that has a lot less hurdles than traditional food banks or food yes. um so yeah it was really really important to me to just kind of get the world out word out there that like this is a thing that mm -hmm. you can with your community yes. to overall improve the community. Yes. Made food, make food more accessible to folks who might otherwise like not have the ability to do the paperwork or um, yes. Centers and stuff like that. And the other thing too is um, because I'm going to say because that's the first time I've ever heard of it. Mm. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of going off the cuff, but I, I think it's a, it's a great idea because um what it is too is it's not only and and please don't take this the wrong way it's not it's not only of someone coming and taking what they need and what they need but the other thing too is that you know if that person has enough they can return they can um reciprocate yeah. and give back to to put it back in the refrigerator exactly what, like what, it's it's really a give and take for the yes yes that's what it is and and um 
you know, and because, because it encourages people, like you said, to give and take, you know, because, um, and like you said, it, it, and I'm, it, it builds a sense of community and it's anonymous. It's not going to go, oh, you know, it, it's like, oh, this is great. Yeah. This is what I need. It's, and it's anonymous. It's not like, oh, it's not oh. a bunch of people being like, oh, Mariah down the, down the way got, eggs from the the community fridge like it's not like that anyone can go at any time you know it's really the only limitation is what's available in the fridge yeah but then also too i was going to also the other thing that um you know like you said it's anonymous and the other thing too it's not like also too someone's gonna go oh look bob's giving like meat oh like he can afford you know it, there's no judgment exactly in, yeah that's the, there's no judgment in it exactly yeah and there shouldn't be like mm-hmm. food human right everybody should have food yes like, regardless of what that food is yes um, that's right mm-hmm. yeah all right sorry um so like i said no, it's okay. <laughs> if you guys get a chance please i encourage you to check out sage's website sage i'm going to ask you as i ask um new creators when they come on like you know, what's your origin story? Like, what was your first comic, manga, or even Sunday comics that you... You know, I was a really, really big manga kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Rumiko Takahashi, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely loved and ate up uh, all of Inuyasha when I was a kid. Um, that one really, really, for some reason, just hit my heart in a in a hard-to-describe way. Um and uh, a lot of bleach uh, from uh, Kitakubo. Uh, okay, I, I never heard that. Sorry, that, you see me shaking my head like, what? No, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I feel like similarly, like with anime and manga, like different generations will have different touchstones. Like mm-hmm. if you mentioned Dirty Pair, you know. Oh, yes, yeah. And yeah, exactly. I, like, I heard a Dirty generations, Pair. Yes. Like, hell yeah, Dirty Pair. <laughs> um yeah, so basically, like early two thousand, Bleach was one of those touchstones, um, and a lot of like Jonan Vasquez stuff. So like um, Jonan Vasquez, the creator of Invader Zim, also did comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did Filler Bunny, uh, Squee, and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Uh, as you could probably tell, I didn't have a lot of content moderation when <laughs> no, I did. It's. it's, it's... <laughs> I'm grateful but, for it, truly. It but, made me a freak I am today. No, Sage, but the thing, but Sage, <laughs> it's, but it's like with all kids growing up, I mean, um, you know, I mean, yeah, it's like with all kids, because I remember um, when I was going to Catholic school, I'm not Catholic, so, you know, our our high school teacher during a summer session goes okay i just want you guys to read i don't care what you read you read 10 pages some kid brought in a stephen king book and he's oh like okay goodness. yeah you know what yeah. you know, go, go off red rose yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the i think but the tenth for the teacher was he just wanted us to read that's the important mm-hmm. thing you know so well, and i think so much about video games like pokemon like when I think back on it, Pokemon really, really contributed to my reading ability. Okay, but um, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a uh, life finds a way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, um, when did you decide you wanted to become a cartoonist? 
Yeah, I didn't even know it was an option until college, which is uh-huh. kind of um, I uh, have always drawn um, oh, nice. since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and my mom was very encouraging of that. Uh, and that's all I needed, I was not picky. I was like, give me a printer sheet, like a little cheapo printer paper and a ballpoint pen. I'm happy. Yes. Um, cause really that's all you need. And, uh, yeah, I, I just continued drawing at first. I was like, oh, I'm going to be an art teacher because I thought that's what the only career path was. It's yes. Time. Um, and I feel like a lot of people like maybe like, is it shoe hole or shoehorn? Shoehorn. Shoehorn, yeah. Into that into that same shoe hole doesn't make any sense. No, that's right. Captain <laughs> <laughs> um, that word already and put it in your comics. <laughs> yeah. Meet me at the shoe hole. Um, but uh shoehorn themselves into um specific careers without realizing how vast everything can be, right? Yes. Um but uh, I was doing that up until high school where I was like, maybe I can be an animator. I watch a lot of animation. Yes. Um, so I, I, I uh, applied to SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. I actually went to the Atlanta campus, so much smaller campus than the Savannah one. Um, and very quickly found out like, hey, you know, I like animating, but this isn't something that I want to do for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, at the time, I was minoring in sequential art, which is just fancy speaks. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll I'll do a little a little pivot over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ended up double majoring, um, which I don't recommend. <laughs> 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 I recommend doing a major minor. Double majoring was a lot, but um, yeah, I I shifted towards comics. Um, and at SCAD particularly, what's interesting is that they, they're really focused on more cave comics and Mm. like the, the quote unquote indie that you would see at a place like SCAD, at least when I was there was more on the Oni press side, Mm. which now when you think about it, like it's pretty mainstream, you know, like folks know Scott Pilgrim and stuff like that. Um, but uh, it wasn't until I moved to Chicago that I realized that there's a huge alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's where my work really thrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just started pitching around. Um, mm-hmm. I, and that's something about me is like, I'm constantly. Um, the nib was kind enough to pick up my, my first uh, publication that was like outside of, you know, just self-publishing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know it, it 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 felt it feels weirdly like a career that I I I worked towards but also fell into yes. <laughs> no it does it does yes it does um because it sounds like um you were prepared yeah that's the mean you were prepared and then whatever happened whatever came through you're ready absolutely it, and like I, I don't talk about it often, but like during those times, even when I was in college, I was holding down like part-time jobs mm-hmm. and freelance. Like, and I think as a cartoonist, it's really important to have that alternative mode of income because famously we don't get paid. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, yeah. 
you know, I that yes, and but that's but like again, you're just prepared. You're you're very you. It was just being very realistic. Yes, that's the thing, you know. Um, and then I'm sorry, but I know we're gonna touch on a little bit more. Oh no, about it's, being no I'm about just being, happy to be here. Yeah, no about <laughs> being a li little bit more realistic when we talk about um why you went down the backer kit route. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna ask, how did you feel? seeing your name for the first time on a, on the published on a professional work and i take it that was the from the nib is that correct yeah i i didn't realize how big the nib was at the time mm -hmm. so i i was like oh this place has submissions i'm just going to go for it yeah <laughs> and it's it's sort of i feel like especially with print publications like that or with online publications like that sometimes it's better to not like focus on how wide their audience is and instead yes. on the work that you want to make. Mm -hmm. Finding an outlet that that really highlights sim either similar works or similar subject. Because mm -hmm. like I and I think all cartoonists have gotten like rejections in their inbox, you know, mm -hmm. that's not um it's really just doing your best to not see that rejection as final. Yes, um, that's, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, not seeing, like, if the nib said no, I would likely pitch the story elsewhere. Yes. Um, and I don't know, it's just really important to, to keep your options open when pitching something. Mm -hmm. um, pitching multiple places at time, that can get a little, like, inside baseball. Like, it depends. A lot of places will say, don't do that. Um, and I would recommend that. <laughs> yes, yeah, because um, you you really like, and same thing with anthologies. Read over their submission guides. Mm -hmm. If you follow the submission guidelines, you're immediately closer than the hundred people who are behind you who did. Yes, mm -hmm. but you know, again, you know, um, and Sage, I'm sorry if I keep bringing this up, but the thing I I love hearing from you is that you're being a realist. You know. It's, yeah. you know, hey, you know, don't you need to have that part time job to kind of make sure you get some income coming in. Um, But also, too, it's like, you know, if you're going to submit something, make sure you read everything because you want to make sure it's your stuff is the right fit for them. You know? Yeah. And I and, I think that in part comes from being an editor. Mm -hmm. Um, We're doing sweaty palms and looking over submissions. There were fantastic submissions. Yes. That we just had to say no to because they didn't follow the guidelines. Yes. Uh, story was too short or too long or like it wasn't autobiographical and we said no to some pretty pretty talented fantastic mm -hmm. creators that i would have loved to wear mm -hmm. um because they didn't follow them so mm -hmm. if any cartoonists listening like go over those guidelines no like yes yeah <laughs> you know but but the thing is because again because again whatever the company's publishing you know and you want to work for them you have to follow their guideline yes their guidelines you know and if you want to you know pretty much get a good shot of working with them again just have to look at what what is their guidelines you know yeah well and also like look at their larger catalog wine ghost wouldn't fit in with marvel or dc mm -hmm. you now so pitching somehow to them would would 
be fruitless. Yes. Um, but Iron Circus uh, definitely felt like the right fit for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say that's a perfect. Oh, I'm sorry. So, um, yeah. So I'm sorry. Um, let me go back. So, what was? How was? How did it feel to see your name on your first public, your professional work? Oh my gosh! Wild, wild, mm-hmm. absolutely wild, euphoric. Uh, yeah, it was. It's it's kind of like riding a roller coaster, where like you go up and you have that anticipation, mm-hmm. um, and like coming down from that high is still just as thrilling. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's yeah. I don't know. It's hard to describe. I still like every time I look at sweaty palms, which is one of the larger like things that I've done that's mm-hmm. physical like it's like oh I made this mm-hmm. I hope this happened like yes. <laughs> but yeah very it, it feels good <laughs> so, all right let's just jump into wine ghost goes to hell what is the story about yeah so um wine ghost goes to hell is about uh a huge mess of a ghost with hairy legs and little heels and big eyes and big eyelashes. Um, and a friend from her past comes back into her life mm-hmm. and asks for help finding a place. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I guess there's a lot of like deeper layers to it. There is. Dante for no different layers of hell kind of thing going on. Um but uh, yeah, there, there's a lot to it. <laughs> but that's the basics. That's the first layer. I'm going to, this is an off the cuff question. And I forgot to mention in the pre-interview. Um, and you don't have to, uh, if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. But so I take it because when I read the story, I realized that Wine Ghost Goes to Hell is a metaphor, is a metaphor yeah. title. You know, I mean, even though quote unquote, Wine Ghost is dead, and and correct me if I'm they're they're in hell basically, correct? Yes, or, yeah. But it's not it's not the actual the title does not refer to the place. It's something more deeper. Yes, I'm is, so happy you picked up on that. Like I, um, because Wine Ghost the mini comics kind of have this uh, sequence to their title of like Wine Ghost goes to town, Wine Ghost gets a bath bomb, like mm. they're simple like to the point titles i wasn't sure if anyone was gonna get that so i i appreciate noticing that oh no i it you know i just think it yes again i don't want to go into too much spoilers because this is a great story and we'll talk about that um a little bit more in the interview because i don't want because i want to ask a little bit more questions yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so um May I ask, is Wine Ghost based on someone in your life? Yes, and that person is me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I Wine Ghost is very, very much based on me in my early 20s. Um, a lot of her nastier habits uh, I've luckily grown out of. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but I, I No, I it's totally cool to laugh. I, 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 mean, under- I understand. a ridiculousness in being in your early 20s that I yes. really captured and she she's kind of an exaggeration of those traits mm-hmm. um so like with 
sort of the the vapidness that comes with being in your early 20s like you're looking at the world but through the lens that only mm-hmm. right like and that doesn't mean there are like deeper more personal emotional places in books in their early 20s it's just it's more about finding the balance between those two places right like it's part of a of an intense teeter totter uh when you're in your early 20s that slowly balances um but yeah wangus very very much based on myself um i like to say that all of my work is a little autobiographical. Yes, that's it. Uh, they they said write what you know and yes. oh um, about being messy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna ask you, oh, um I know Weingold started off, and correct me if I'm wrong, Weingold started off as mini comics between 2017 to 2019. I'm gonna uh, ask where where did you sell your Wine Ghost mini comics? How did it grow in popularity too? Yeah, I so I sold them at conventions, um, and I I did a lot of uh, zine readings. Mm-hmm. Um, the premiere of the first Wine Ghost was at a Chicago event called Zine, which um, is sort of an alternative comics read. Um, I made this giant Big Bird esque Wine Ghost puppet. Uh, that I was operating from the inside um, while reading. And uh, I think folks were just enamored by the size of the puppet that yes. turned into a love for Wine Ghost. Um, from there, I sold at Chicago Zine Fest, um, Cake, Chicago Alternative Comics Expo, um, SPX, Small Press Expo is another oh. one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely conventions and i uh i just printed them off uh all of them are risographed um which is uh a japanese form of printing that's like if a copy machine and screen printing had a baby uh-huh. um yeah risographing is very very popular in chicago so like any chicago listeners who are in the alternative scene are like oh yeah i've heard that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's a very, very interesting process. And it allowed me to kind of add a little more character to the minis uh-huh. by having neon purple on yes. like bright yellow paper. And I feel like those kind of wild colors really add to what Wine Ghost has. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's sort of like a like a emotional psychedelica kind of thing. Yes. Um, Sage, forgive me. All throughout the interview, I just think you're an amazing creator. Oh, because no, and I'm being serious because because for you to to print it on a different type of printer and paper and stuff, and I'm sorry, I, I can't remember the name of it, even though you mentioned it. Oh no, it's that's, okay, it's okay. That's amazing because you know that that's just incredible, you know, and um, you to have you know you as an editor you as a cartoonist and like i said a little bit further we're going to talk a little bit more about the business side of you know why you chose the backer kit kit route too but it's you are an amazing creator it's like you're you're looking at 
the industry, not only from a creative side and what's going to work and what's going to work for your character and making the colors pop a little more. So just to show the, um, the yeah, it's like an fun oomph. side. I'm it's sorry. It's like a little special. It's like an oomph, like a little special. Yes. Thing. You know, um, and I feel like, like it, it's, it's so nice to just pick up a mini comic and not see the regular like kinkos paper yes like reading a book is a tactile experience Mm -hmm. on top of being a experience going through the story and i think really activating those different senses um can i don't know really help bring out some of the texture in your characters is the pun no (laughs) but uh yeah i'm sorry i'm gonna oh um what were your fans' reactions when when you start to sell Wine Ghost? What was the re- their reaction? You know, because Wine Ghost was kind of born out of uh, boredom, I'd say. Um, <laughs> I never expected her to be as popular as she's. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really grateful uh, to, to the folks who like her and get her um, because she's so fun to draw and so fun to the world is just very fun to explore for me yes um so it's it's as as an emotional work as it is it's also very indulgent work mm-hmm. uh, so i feel like i'm selfishly getting the best of both worlds as a creator yes but yeah folks were really really happy i would get folks coming up to me and asking like hey do you have a new wine ghost i'm like yeah i do oh <laughs> nice oh that is so- uh, yeah, best feeling ever. Like I, yeah, it was very very cool. <laughs> That's so cool that is. All right, um, so I'm going to continue on because I want to ask about. Um, there's a couple characters in this story. Like, can I just ask who is Sebastian? So Sebastian is um someone who recently died. Mm-hmm. Um. But he is saying he moved to hell instead of died because it sounds better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is he's someone who knew Wine Ghost in her living days. Yes. And now without any connections in hell, he kind of looks to her for guidance mm-hmm. in navigating that landscape. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when I saw Sebastian for the first time. Was it intentional to draw something like as almost like a cute looking teddy bear? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, he's based on you know those little dogs that like people will shave to have yes. circular heads. Yeah, he's yes. One of them. Um, me and my friends call them the racist dogs. So I actually know what the <laughs> breed is. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Um uh <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other tangent I'm okay so yes yeah um but uh just a lot of little old white ladies have them that's all oh, but, okay all right okay okay <laughs> yeah just so you know the dogs themselves are not racist yeah <laughs> but it's always but they're always with it's always these little old white ladies <laughs> yeah like it, it's like be cautious you know what i mean <laughs> um but yes, it was a very active decision to uh, make his appearance um, very uh, fluffy looking. Okay. All right. Um, now, may I ask, um, who is Pepper? 
So Pepper is a beautiful giant fish lady mm-hmm. um, who is a friend of Wine Ghost who met her after she had already died. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, Pepper is somebody who's been dead a very, very long time, okay. like the bark ages. So she she knows everybody. She's very mm-hmm. comfortable there. She's very comfortable in her own scales. Yes. Um, yes. She uh, she is where she belongs, mm-hmm. right? In her element in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Wine Ghost is very infatuated with that kind of comments. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, I'm slowly, um, let's see. Um, I'm going to move on to this next question. You know, what does the graphic novel contain? Because I know, and because this is an original story of Weingold's, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's 80 pages of one story, full color, Mm -hmm. um, which is the first Weingold story I've ever done in full color. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I I uh, I'm pretty proud of it. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, and then uh, process and sketchbook, and okay. uh, so you'll get to see kind of the the environment of Wine Ghost, some of the illustrations I've done between when the book was pitched and now. Mm-hmm. Some concept art. Yes. Like that. <laughs> All right. So, um, Sage, you already know that I told you I love this story. It's a great story. I love. The, the the title of it it's a it's a very good metaphor listeners i me and sage are not going to spoil the story but it's a very good story oh, you know you. <laughs> you've already saw my notes i'm gonna you kind of know what i'm gonna say and what i'm not yeah. gonna say <laughs> but basically it starts off with two friends meeting up and there from there the layer is it the whole story is like an onion with so many layers. Mm-hmm. or as you said it's like dante's inferno you know the circle keeps going it goes more down it goes deeper and deeper and it's mm-hmm. incredible um the story is about relationships and i love it it's great um one thing i do want to point out and i love and it's early on in the story I love the nine the nine grid pizza page. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all you see, and for listeners, all you see is um, Sebastian and Wine Ghost having pizza. And you see them, all you see is their hands taking a piece of pizza, but they're talking. And I love it because it shows their relationship or their friendship. But I just thought that was so cool that it it, it it's just... It's just such a unique idea, and I love it. And the I just pizza are actually photos of my eyes um, that I copy and pasted on there, and then colored them to make them look a little bit like uh, green peppers. Oh, okay. Right. In case you were wondering what was on the pizza. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you can you can tell a lot by the way somebody eats their pizza. Yes. All I'll say. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right um i'm sorry i'm gonna move on um yeah. <laughs> i read one of wine ghosts um one of the mini comics or one of her um one of wine ghosts adventures and i love this one wine ghost goes to town may i ask are, are you okay to tell us what is that short story about 
Yeah. So Wine Ghost goes to town. I always picture it as Wine Ghost helps a girl get out of a bad date. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, really at its core, that's what it was. Uh, it was made for that event that I was talking about, Zine Not Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wouldn't believe it by looking at it, but I uh, I did it in maybe about a week, maybe wow. a week mm-hmm. and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like finishing lettering as I was going to the event, truly. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm i usually a lot more punctual, I promise, but with wine specifically, something about her makes me late every single time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, it was really an introduction to the character. That's where the opening lines in the first few pages, she is drama, she is fashion, she has a connection that just won't quit. Like, that's... Uh, I, I needed a really, really easy way to, or a really fast way, rather, to get this story across of, like, who is this character? Yes. We know her immediately so we can see how she navigates this situation of finding a living girl at a bar with her ex. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind spoiling the mini comic if the, the readers don't mind me spoiling yeah, them. Just, yeah. Um, but uh she ends up agreeing with the girl on the date with her ex to possess her to yes. kind of drive this guy away. Yes. The girl's like, oh, this guy like kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, I want to get They're talking in the bathroom. They're they're talking in the yes. in the women's bathroom. Yes. Um, and I, I also just like telling stories about, about girls being friends, you yeah. know, it's, it's just kind of fun for me to explore those relationships. Um, and, uh, Wine Ghost in that instance is kind of a protective, right? She's mm, yes. seeing this, this ex of hers completely forgetting her past with him and just like going into possessive mode. Yes. Like, Oh well, I dated him. How dare she? Yeah. Re- oh yeah, we stopped dating for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she she opens when she possesses. Uh, her name's the living girl's name is Amy. Oh okay. This is Amy. Um, to drive this guy away, she opens her mouth into this giant toothy maw. Yes. Uh, with a long, like, winding tongue and eyes in the middle. Um, heavily, heavily inspired by Beetlejuice. Oh, yes. I um, That was great. <laughs> and, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Be- Beetlejuice, that's a whole other other uh, uh, tangent, truly. Um, huge inspiration uh, to Weinghouse's character, but also just, like, to my work in general. All right, off-the-cuff question. How big of a beetle? Because we already talked about this before, but for listeners, how big of a beetle fan juice are you? Oh, uh, number one Beetlejuice fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I really like the musical. Um, I oh, there's a musical. I didn't know. Yes, that. there's a musical. Oh, okay. Um, they do change some things from the original movie, but they kind of poke fun at it. Yeah, because yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, I still like this. Really- yeah the the actor they got to play Beetlejuice his voice so close to Michael Keaton um very very awesome to just hear him sing um in Beetlejuice mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed the music but uh yeah I love the musical I real I grew up with the animated series so oh. 
close place in my heart. Um, and me and my mom had like a handful of VHSs that were in the house. Oh, nice. Beetlejuice was one. Um, so I I know that whole story like the back of my hand. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I absolutely adore Beetlejuice. <laughs> that is so cool. Before I move on to the next question, the thing I love about um, Wine Ghost um, when she possesses Amy it kind of reminded me of um, Dead Man from DC Comics. Oh, I'm not familiar with Dead Man. Okay, so Dead Man, now, I'm going to try to remember his origin as best I can. He was created in the 1960s. He was killed, and I think he was accidentally killed. And then, um, I forget, an Indian goddess sent him back to Earth but only as a spirit. So, and he wears his dead man costume. It's this big red thing with one of those huge um, collars. He has his white mask on and he has a D for dead man. And his whole um, acrobat um, thing was, um, I think it was called, he was like an acrobat at a circus called Ooh. dead man. And then he goes into people's bodies to possess them to either to try to stop something he tries to stop people from doing, you know, whatever evil acts or tries to, you know, possess somebody, try to get them all, you know, away from a certain situation. So, so it just sounded similar to that. And I just oh, thought yeah. that was so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have to read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, the, I know in the, from the sixties to the eighties, basically dead man's form was basically, um, um, it was like a hu regular human form. Mm -hmm. I think in now when Kelly Jones and I can't remember who wrote the book. I want to say David, no, Doug Munch, I think, and I could be wrong. But when Kelly Jones did a mini series on Dead Man, they made him look more skeletal, so mm -hmm. you could see like the ribs through. You know, like the he's all emaciated. Yeah. You, you can see still see his costume, but it's all emaciated. So it's a cool. it's a it's a wide range, you know, and whoever the artist is, they 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 do their own interpretation of it. But yeah, yeah. but it's very good. I feel like the 60s and set this is also a tangent. I feel like the 60s and 70s were such a wild time for comics that oh, I was setting yes. things from that era. Oh god, yes. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm gonna get back to the interview question. Sorry. So no, it's okay. Now, listeners. As I told Sage, I love, I love how Sage is a realist. How, how, how they prepare themselves to, you know, they go to school to be a cartoonist and an editor, and also too, how to, you know, what to, what paper to use to print off the mini comics. The other thing I love about you, Sage, is um, you also have this like this like business mind sense too as well because you look at the you looking you're looking at the whole comics industry completely basically everything from the experience of the reader to you know to your stories and then also you're looking at the business side so my question is actually i'm going to preface this first before i ask you the question to let readers know the reason why i'm going to ask her this question is because i partially and i told sage this i partially saw one of your interviews 
um, it's a YouTube podcast where you broke down how much comics to have to sell. I mean, you're doing the business side of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was amazing. So my question is, you know, may I ask, you know, you know, why did you choose to the the back the backer kick route? Um, sorry, my cat's in the back. That's fine. That's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is great no, because okay. all I mean, I know this is audio, but I love it how your white cat kind of slowly creeps in. Oh, What's yeah. your cat's name? A zipper. Oh. Like a dog than a cat, truly. No, but that oh, but that's so cool. <laughs> I love it. That was great. Um, yeah, he he likes I have like a huge shelf of figurines, and every now and then I have like the figurines I don't super care about right oh, yeah. because i know he'll come over and like push them off oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay this is where like the mcdonald's toy from the 80s goes. yes <laughs> <laughs> some toys for my child yeah. <laughs> um yeah zipper uh he's this goofy little guy uh, that you might hear him knocking over things in the background. That's <laughs> fine. If we hear, if we, if I hear knocking in the background, I'm just gonna say, "Oh my God, that is that wine ghost." You know? <laughs> yes, she's here. <laughs> Me. <laughs> All right. So I'm sorry. So. Yes, business, business. Yes, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> time to get on my business socks. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think. To have a, a sustained career without burning out, it's it's really important to think about how much income is coming in from yes. your cartoon. Um, because I've seen so many cartoonists just completely like work so, so hard, get such little reward, and then burn themselves out. Um, and it's really heartbreaking because there's a lot of talent that's lost. Um, so what I try to do is make my career as, uh, I mean, I probably most folks try to do this too, but make it as lucrative as possible Yes. Mm -hmm. um, for the amount of time and energy I do. But I never want to compromise and be like, like I'm not a Superman guy. I would never draw Superman fan. I mean, like it's important that to find the balance of like what you want to do and what you want to present with um how much you're able to live within your means yes i'm i'm a pretty modest person financially right mm -hmm. like I, you know like i said like give me some printer paper give, give me a ballpoint pen yes I'll be fine, you know um i really uh i feel like most of my money goes towards video games honestly <laughs> <laughs> if, if we're counting like outside of rent mm -hmm. um, and uh yeah i don't know it's 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 important to look at the bigger picture because like i i grew up me and my mom grew up pretty pretty poor mm -hmm. um, and so money was something that i started thinking about at a very very young um mm -hmm. and that definitely informed how i approach doing uh self-published work in particular where mm -hmm. more control over like the overall cost of the book versus mm -hmm. um, how much is uh, being put towards, say, stickers and other backer awards. Mm -hmm. um, also, at the time, for Sweaty Palm specifically, I think I was maybe 19 when the first Sweaty Palms came out. Mm -hmm. 
So I started doing anthology work and editorial work very, very young because yeah. I like there is there is a a need for this book and people will find it based on that need is, mm-hmm. is what I thought. Um, and I I feel very privileged that that was the case, mm-hmm. along with like the very hardworking other editor, Liz Enright, and all of our contributors that made the book what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also important, like when organizing anthologies, this is a little bit of a tangent, but making sure everybody is paid properly. Yes. That's one of the things about Sweaty Palms when I think about it is like, I didn't pay myself for it. Um, I was editing and setting up files for the first one and doing all this stuff on top of a, a part-time job, freelance. So I don't know. It's it's important to know the ebbs and flows of both your money situation mm-hmm. and your um, physical and mental well Oh, but the backer kit route. Yes, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, we went the backer kit route um, because I feel very similarly of like there is a need for Wine Ghost, mm-hmm. and I feel like ultimately Wine Ghost isn't my character. She is a character that belongs to everyone. Like she exists on her own already. Mm-hmm. It's just. I don't know. In in a weird way, because I feel like Wine Ghost belongs to the people, it feels right to crowdfund the project. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's my my main reason, I think, is is more character driven, which sounds a bit weird. No, no, yeah. And I'm just gonna ask this off the cuff question. And correct me if I'm wrong. So um backer kit, it's another crowdfunding platform, correct? Yes. So it is a different platform from um, Kickstarter or mm-hmm. okay. uh, it's its own thing. To my knowledge, they might handle shipping and stuff. I don't know if that's true. Okay. Uh, but uh, that's that's the place that Iron Circus funded Lackadaisy and a couple other projects. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're if Spike trusts them, I trust them. Okay, so, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my uh, my two cents on back again. <laughs> okay. And then um, for listeners, um, we will put a link in the um, in the show notes. So so if you are interested in backing um, backing this campaign, the link would be available. Um, for this, are there are there good are there any tier levels or anything like is there a digital copy tier like can you go over that i can yes so um first day folks will get a a mini comic pdf that's not wine goes oh mm -hmm. but it 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 is a very very good mini comic and um there will be digital copies available physical copies available there will also be a wine ghost figurine yes Uh, it is a soft vinyl glow-in-the-dark figurine um, with like see-through pink sparkly legs. Um, the sculpt is by uh, Doom Co. Designs, who has most recently worked with Astro Boy, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, shout out to Kent at Doom Co. He's great. Um, 
And um, a few more surprise stretch goals that I won't spoil, but they're very cool. And maybe also glow-in-the-dark related. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you, want to give a shout-out to anyone who has helped you with this? And it is a passion project. Oh, truly, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many people. (laughs) You're going to have to treat me like the Oscars. Just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as I continue just a big list of names that's fine uh, no I'm I'm honestly really really grateful for my friends who supported me during the creation of this book because mm-hmm. as you can imagine it was an emotional process mm-hmm. um, outside of like the fun stuff mm-hmm. um yeah so my my friend Maddie Gonzalez like and Bianca Uniz and Tyler Hendricks all three of them mean the absolute world to me mm-hmm um and really supported me um my partner Chris Stallman who <laughs> is also a video game person he makes videos oh okay yeah do you know Octodad no I'm sorry <laughs> it, no it's totally cool it's another like generational thing I think okay <laughs> Octodad uh is is a human or no sorry uh an octopus pretending to be a human dad <laughs> and you play as him um but yeah chris late night coffee runs cooking dinner like all the sweet stuff mm-hmm. um and uh spencer amundsen yes um, who flatted the book for me uh for those who don't know also well inside baseball yes. flatting is, um taking um random blocks of colors and putting them in the line work that way all i need to do as an artist is choose my color palette mm. and put it in that way. Um, it's a way to streamline the process. It's very, very common in mainstream comics, mm-hmm. less common in indie comics, but um, it, it makes for an overall better print in the book itself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Spencer's also a very close dear friend. Absolutely, thank you to him as well. Thank and of you. course, my editor and Hannah and Super. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, play me off. No, no. <laughs> I don't know why I went into the Jurassic Park theme. I have Jurassic Park on my brain. For no, that's fine. That's all right. All right. Um, actually, three more questions. Three more questions, and I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to go into the fun questions. So, what was your favorite convention moment, either as a fan or as a creator? And it's okay if you only have one, or if you have like two or three. Don't worry. Yeah. So. When I was a kid, I actually cosplayed a lot and went to anime conventions. Nice. Um, please, I beg of you, don't try to look up photos. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the, you know, it's it's me being a thirteen year old being uh, like a uh, uh, hunter from Left for Dead. Um, but uh, oh, and I was Link once. I was school Link with the brown hair. Um, but uh, there's this convention in Chattanooga, Tennessee, JampCon, um, and they had no people in their talent show. Oh. Um, so they were walking up to random cosplayers and they were like, hey, do you want to participate in the talent show? You can do literally anything. Uh-huh. I was like, sure. And me and a couple buddies of mine um who are all cosplaying completely different characters uh-huh danced caramel dancing which 
people from the early 2000s are probably like, why would you do that? Like laughing their heads off. But that I think was my like young kid best moment. Um, I think one of the best moments tabling. Uh, one time I tweeted about really craving Swedish and um, one of the first people who ever followed me on who happened to live in the area came by with a big bag of Swedish. Um, and that was the absolute, I will never forget. Like that is the absolute, uh, a lot of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. People just coming up to me now saying my books mean a lot. That stuff warms my heart every time. <laughs> that is very nice. Thank you very much. All right. Have you and your family been to Hawaii? No, I'd love to visit Hawaii just because I have friends who live there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I love like one of my friends who now lives on the mainland um, has made me some traditional Hawaiian dishes, and they're so good. Um, so I really, really love to actually try Hawaiian food in Hawaii. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I haven't visited. Mm -hmm. I will probably um, wait a little while just to get kind of permission from my friends who live there because I know the Hawaii. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd like to visit one day. It, it's absolutely beautiful from all the photos I've seen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask The you, food is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so what, what dish did your friend made for you? Um, traditional poke. Oh, and, God. Um, yeah, <laughs> very intense. Because I mean, poke is raw fish and... Yeah. And, okay, and, no, no, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and I adore raw fish. My, my grandpa's a fisherman, so like I'm... Oh, okay. I'm, I'm very fish in tune. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, traditional poke, uh, span mutsubi. Oh, my God. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Because I... <laughs> Best friend, best friend. <laughs> Shout out to Jen, who's <laughs> and because, Ryan. Because I know in the mainland, spam is not is not is kind of looked down upon. It is, which is ridiculous because it's delicious. Yes. I would eat spam on everything. Okay, fried rice now. Like I've been converted. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then one I cannot remember the name of it, but it, it's like fries and then beef and then an egg on top um you mean rice egg hamburger patty gravy yes yes locomoco locomoco um she made for me yeah <laughs> but yeah uh i love hawaiian food and yeah one day one day that's the hope <laughs> okay all right last question any closing words to our listeners um thank you for listening i really really hope that you find something out of Wine Ghost. Um, and that hopefully if you read all my other work regarding like community support and stuff like that, that it inspires you to, I don't know, mm -hmm. get more involved in your local community. Sage, I wish you a big success with Wine Ghost, Goes to Hell, um, the Backer Kit campaign. I want to say mahalo. Thank you in Hawaiian for your time thank you for your patience too oh my god yes thank you oh my patience. goodness so no thing <laughs> and thank you for giving me an opportunity to interview thank you very much oh, mahalo thank you again i want to give a big shout out to hannah behedry of superfan promotions 
Hannah, again, thank you very much for asking us, Comics for Fun and Profit podcast, to do this interview and doing all the hard work behind the scenes in setting up this interview. Thank you very much. If you are <laughs> if you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic book reader, please check out Wine Ghost Goes to Hell Backer Kit Campaign. When this interview is released, it's going to be live. And correct me if I'm wrong, um, Sage, it's going to end on June 1st, right? That's yeah. correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Now, listeners, I love this story because there are so many layers to this story. The first few pages, it starts, starts off very cute and slowly the layers are peeled away. It, it's very, it's a very good story. Um, it's about relationships and not, and it doesn't have, and it, you know, and it, it can be, it deals with relationships, you know, and it's not like a, it's not focusing on romantic. It could be any relationship, romance, friendship, or even work and how, how two pe how one person struggles through it and also how they overcome it as well. Yeah. It's very good. Um, I want to thank Drew, the coach of Comics for Fun and Profit, for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. And if you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. And I want to thank you, the listener. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha.